Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now let's listen to the Word of God. Matthew 16:18. This this has been like the foundation verse for the church culture series. It says, "Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it." This is what we had. Uh, we've been meditating in this month of May about the church being the bride of Jesus. Okay, now all the married people know what it means to be the bride, right? You are a bride when, not probably on the day of the wedding. You know, now we have a we are anticipating a marriage in our very in our church, right? So we've already started calling the girl the bride. Yeah. It's not on the day of the wedding that she's a bride. She is a bride. The moment the guy announces the fact that you know what, I like this chick. I'm going to get married to her. And from the <laughs> what pastors are not allowed to say chick word, huh? <laughs> For the guy, the girl is always a chick. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to get married to this girl, holy and righteous and pure. And from then on. Begins the word bride. You know that that girl is attributed the word bride. Yeah, and when we say that the church is the bride, it means to say that the bridegroom came along, put a ring on the finger of the bride, declared to the world that this belongs to me, and this is going to be my bride till the day of the wedding. There is going to be a fine celebration when I will publicly declare, where I will publicly, um, you know, like proclaim my love for her and make her my own. But till then, she is taken. Nobody dare cast an eye on her. And that is who we are. We are the bride of Jesus. It says, "I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, who is Jesus, your pure and undivided devotion to Christ." Now today we are going to talk about uh, something that is integral to the bride. Okay, the bride who, for example, if you if you've um, you know gone through the story of Esther, Queen Esther, Queen Esther before she became the bride or even before she met the king, what was happening to her? What was going on? A season of preparation. It was a whole year of preparation. That is like that's like a physical preparation. Okay, let's let's get you know more to real life, today's life. What kind of preparation goes on when you know you're going to get married, and uh, you know, and, and there is some time of waiting. There is some time of waiting, right? Be from the time you got engaged, or from the time it's been declared that you're getting married to the actual marriage, there is a time period. It could be a few months, it could be a few years, it could be a lot of number of years. But that time is not just you know tick tock, tick tock. You're not just wasting time. You're not waiting like oh my god, I really wish that day comes. It's not just that, right? What happens in that period? You prepare yourself. You prepare yourself. You prepare yourself. And you prepare your mind to get, you know, one with this new person, a new, it's like a new life altogether. You're getting prepared for a new life, 
Yeah? So the men start uh, flicking through cookbooks because nowadays we don't believe in sexist kitchens anymore. Men start making Maggie noodles and you know, and the women start flipping through men are from Mars, women are from Venus because you know, men and women are so... But some amount of preparation still goes into preparing yourself to be the bride, to be the wife actually. Yes, thank you. So, can we move to a story, a parable? Because throughout, um, if you see, um, you know, if you see Jesus, whenever he used to speak the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, he would speak in parables, he would speak in stories. And it is for us to search through, to dig through the scriptures, to understand the meaning of what he was saying, yeah? And we will move to Matthew chapter 25. We'll quickly read through the entire portion, 25 verses 1 to 13. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lambs and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil for their lambs. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up, prepared their lambs. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lambs are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I do not know you. So you too must keep watch for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Jesus is talking about a time when Jesus is going to return to collect the bride. Okay? And something that you need to know is the fact that it, the day and the date of his coming is not known. It is clarified by Jesus himself who says, even the son does not know the day or the hour when he comes back. Only the father knows the time. Yeah? And he is trying to explain this to his disciples. Because the disciples were the ones who touched upon the topic of when are these things going to happen. It was not a sermon on the mount. It was a very personal message. And this is going to be a very personal message to the bride of Jesus. That when he comes back, you need to be prepared. There's something that's going to happen and you need to be prepared, okay? When you look at this uh, parable, you see that it's, it's about a wedding, yeah? It, and it's, it's not your conventional wedding. Your conventional wedding would be like the wedding at Cana, right? It, it happened during the daytime. There were the bride and the groom and the, the family and they were all celebrating. But here you have um, a wedding that probably was supposed to start in the morning okay and there is the mention of lamps and these lamps are integral to the story 
Which wedding do you go taking bulbs along with you? Just in case they don't have. You don't do that, right? But here, there is lamp that is mentioned again and again in, in, with much importance. It's, it's, it's spoken about with much significance. Okay? And you see that um, when, you know, when the, 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 the girls who did not have the lamp, did they not have the lamp? They had the lamp. What did they not have? They didn't have the oil, right? They didn't have the oil. And it looked like only those whose lamps were burning. It was not even lamps. It had to be lamps that were burning that gave them the access into the wedding feast. That was the mark on the people present that they are not enemies that they are not strangers, that they are not from a different party. They belong to the wedding guest. Their lamps had to be burning. So let's quickly, you know, like dissect it one verse at a time. We'll go to Matthew chapter 25 verse 1. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Now, you should understand, the lamp, the word lamp that is mentioned here, it's not the small, you know, flickering lamp that you're talking about. It's the torchlight, okay? Not the click, click, torchlight, not that. It's a light that has a big flame and it is fed by oil, okay? It's a lamp which is a source of light. It's not a decorative item. It's not, it's not an ornament, okay? You see these wonderful candle holders, these glass ones. It's not that. It is a torch. It is uh, something that is, that is giving a big flame, okay? And it is fed by oil. Now, if you look at it this way, who is the source of light? Whom do we sing to saying, Light of the world, you step down into darkness. He is the light of the world, okay? And there is oil. This light is fed by oil. What is oil spoken? When, when you talk about oil, what do you, what do you connect it to? Anointing. Anointing, selection, separation, yeah? So there is a separation or an anointing that is coming through Jesus. And what is that when you talk about it in terms of current day church? It is salvation. It is your salvation. Okay? This salvation that came upon you like a ring on your finger when you got engaged to Jesus. The day of your baptism, the day you were filled with the Holy Spirit, the day you accepted Jesus as your personal savior, this lamp was given to you. The salvation became your portion. Yeah? This lamp is also spoken about in Luke chapter 12, verses 35 and 36. Now, all these brown highlights that you see, you should read them out loud, okay? What does it say? The brown highlight, what does it say? Keep your lamps burning. It is talking about a time when you are waiting. You are waiting and it says um, waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that when he knocks you open the door. You are waiting. 
but till then be ready and keep your lamps keep your lamps burning okay and it 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 says that when these when these virgins they went out to meet virgin would also mean bridesmaid the whole scenario is that the bridesmaids are going out to the bride's house and they are waiting for the bridegroom to come in okay virgin bridesmaids okay and these bridesmaids had to have these lamps in their hand for a reason what was the reason we'll come to that later but it was essentially part of the preparation for the wedding like i said you do not just carry lamps into somebody's wedding unless it was told to you to bring it did you get that did you get lost everybody's like yes yes preach it here no don't get lost i'm i i'm telling you the lamp was so important it was a part of the wedding it was an integral part of the wedding and they had to carry it they had to carry it. they knew how this lamp will work okay they knew how this lamp was going to work so it talks about these 10 virgins or the 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and they went out to the bride to meet the bridegroom okay and it says that are we are we on verse 2 okay well can you give me verse 2 and 3 okay so it it goes on to say that five of them were foolish and five were wise for when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil with them but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps now here's the thing this lamp can hold some oil okay it's not like it's not completely dry it can hold some oil because well that's the whole purpose of uh, having a lamp or a torch it for it to burn it needed some oil and they knew how this how this uh, lamp is going to work right but it says that five of them were foolish and five of them were wise where else have you heard about foolish and wise in jesus parables the wise man and the foolish man with the wise man built his house on the rock and the foolish man he built his house on the sand and what was jesus trying to say in that passage who is the wise man the one yes who builds the house upon the rock what does that mean go to matthew chapter 7 verse 24 it says everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like the wise man so is it enough to just hear the word what do you have to do then sorry you have to do them you cannot just be listeners or hearers of the word you have to be doers of the word the word is living and active it is alive and it talks about how the you know these these wise women had had some kind of uh, like how do you say it they were the ones who knew what was to come and they were prepared for what was to come what would happen to these lamps if there was no oil in it it will burn and then it will it will stop 
it will cut out okay so wisdom as we understand it is not acquiring knowledge it's not acquiring information because that's the the foolish bridesmaids also knew what was going to happen it's what you do with that knowledge that makes you wise did you understand that acquiring knowledge does not make you wise collecting information does not make you wise coming to church listening to sermons does not make you wise it's what we do out of it in our daily lives that makes us wise the foolish women had knowledge the wise women translated that knowledge into wisdom by preparing for what is to come your preparation makes you wise yeah so so can we just revise it is talking about those who are about to receive salvation your lamp is your salvation okay your job is to keep your lamp burning the people who have the lamp are being prepared for a where are they going they are going to a wedding feast and it takes some preparation to be wise you cannot just listen to the word and not do them you have to be listeners and doers of the word now comes a very interesting part okay matthew chapter oh yeah this this talks about how the word we were we were talking about the word being a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path this is what the lamp does to you it it takes you to where you need to be taken you know how a lamp does not light the entire path but it gives you directions just enough for each day yeah okay moving on to matthew chapter 25 verse 5 now what happens in this marriage is that the 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 bridesmaids they make their they make their way to the bride's house to meet the bridegroom but what happens why why did they become drowsy and why did they sleep off the bridegroom got delayed the bridegroom got delayed now what kind of a way? I, i'm sure this guy is like super excited like wedding is happening in the morning i will come in the night when probably people are not around you know something like that but this bridegroom is somehow very 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 delayed okay the bridegroom is very delayed and it was in this time of delay that these women they they felt drowsy and they slept off now i want to tell you this the fact that the delay was part of the wedding this delay was part of the wedding probably that's the reason why these women were asked to bring the lamps either it was for a purpose or it was for the fact that you know what the wedding is going to go late into the night so bring your lamps either way you have to be carrying your lamps okay so so this is the thing the delay was part of the wedding the bridegroom was supposed to come late and we all had to be kind of ready for that the bridegroom is going to be late now why is this bridegroom going to be late now when when we talk about jesus you know uh, my brother was telling me the story once where um 
there was a house warming and they were waiting for the pastor to come and the pastor was getting really late and this this is like a real life incident okay so the pastor was getting re- really late and everybody's asking where is the pastor so the man in the house he said yeah the pastor said he's coming soon he's like yeah all these all these guys are like this their master said the same thing he's going to come soon and it's been 2000 years he's still not shown up no wonder all these pastors are like this Well, Jesus said he is going to come soon. How soon is soon? The apostles took it literally and they stayed thinking, "Oh, Jesus is going to come soon. I I I might as well, you know, make my life comfortable here." But um surprise surprise, Jesus didn't come. It's been it's been so long since he promised that he's not come and to the point that if you check out second peter chapter 3 verse 3 to 4 what is what is the brown highlight saying where is the promise of his coming in in such a time in days and times like this okay it talks about scoffers who will come in the last days following their own sinful desires they will be the one throwing this question at you saying hello where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things are continuing just as it was nothing has changed nothing has become new it's been like this from the time the world began well where is the savior where is he he said he is coming soon he is not come as yet and that's when we move to you know the later part of the chapter and he says what what is what does it say the brown highlights the lord is not slow but is the lord is not someone who is a malayali and who will come late one and a half hours the program starts he is not like that but the lord is patient and what is he patient about it says do not overlook this one fact second peter chapter 3 verses 8 and 9 it says do not overlook this one fact that the for the lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day the lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness your understanding of slowness he is patient towards you not wishing that any should perish but that all should reach repentance It's just like saying this if something really important is happening in this hall and we want the maximum number of people to come and not miss the event and we gave a time saying 10 o'clock okay if let's say that by 10 only 5 people have come what would you generally do wait let's wait for 5 moments see who all are coming five more people come in then wait if if it is if it is something that you guys should not miss and and you know if it's like a life and death question then there is no harm in delaying it a little we'll just delay it a little we'll make it wait let's hold it back let more people come let them all take a taste of what's coming and that is the reason why this bridegroom is delayed 
the bridegroom is delayed because his wedding feast is extremely important he wants the maximum number of people to come and when i say bridegroom it's not talking about the bridegroom of the wedding it's talking about jesus this jesus who wants his bride to be prepared wants the fact that she should be prepared well once and for all this waiting period let it let it tarry let it go on for a, a few more years let it go on for a few more centuries till the word goes out into all tribes into all nations into all countries into all into all languages let it tarry till that happens and once he sees that the salvation has reached out to the maximum number of people his arrival will quicken and he will come back to collect his bride amen amen, amen. come on guys if you're excited just give god it it is for a it is for a good reason why he is delaying his coming it is for a good reason as our duty to to be workers it is our duty to duty to be you know not just receive the salvation and sit back thinking yeah my work is done now i'll just wait for him to come back no if you've tasted of his love if you have understood who this person is it is our job to go out and 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 you know like spread his love it could be through multiple ways it could be through sharing the gospel it could be just telling your life story this is what i was this is who i am and it's all because of one man who came into my life put a ring on my finger and called me his own amen, amen. let's let's this fan is uh, messing up with my notes okay we we are moving to matthew chapter 25 verse 6 It says but at but at midnight he delayed it so much as become midnight when people are actually falling off to sleep it says but at midnight there was a cry here is the oh just because it's not in brown highlights don't stop reading but at midnight there was a cry come out to meet him at midnight what is the relevance of midnight Jesus did midnight prayers okay Are you Roman You Roman woman we need more Hebrews in this house She said midnight is the starting of the day okay for us it is uh, a thief comes in the midnight okay Who sorry It is uncertain it's a time of absolute uncertainty okay and midnight shows the darkest hour of the of the night it is a time when like she said thieves come in it's a time when sin is going to be so prevalent it's a time that is the darkest in the history of mankind because that is the time god has chosen to show up it talks about tribulations it talks about um you know earthquakes and famines and uh, you know a whole lot of things i mean it's it's there in matthew C- can you can you show me matthew 
Okay, this doesn't talk about the kind of things that will happen uh, when, which, you know, that tells you when Jesus is going to come. But it does say, concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the sun, but the father only, for as were the days of Noah, so will be coming of the son of man. In the days of Noah, what happened? Noah kept saying, there is a flood that's going to come. There's a flood that's going to come. Okay? And it did not take a few months to make the ark. It took years to make the ark. Okay? Did God send the flood? Uh, let's say, you know, some, some astrologer predicted that he will come six months from now. Did God send the flood like that? No. He waited till the ark was finished. The animals were inside. The people were given a chance to come inside. And that is when the rain started. It's only the rains. It's still not flooded. There is still chance. Where is the flood? The people used to mock Noah saying, this is a land that, that does not receive rainfall. What nonsense are you saying? Back in the day, there was no rainfall. Um, springs used to come out of the ground. There was no rainfall. Rain, that is so absurd. That, that, that logic of water falling from the sky is absurd because, you know, way back, only um, water used to come out from under the ground. But then rain started. And there was still chance. To the point that even when Noah did not shut the door, God said, get inside, I'm going to shut the door. That is when the flood came. When sin was so, so much that the earth could not take it. That is the time God shows up. And that is the reason there is a midnight in this story. At midnight, at an hour when they were least expecting Jesus to come. At an hour when they were least expecting this bridegroom to come. There came out a cry that said, the bridegroom is here, go out to, go out and meet him. You know, it is, it is true that the day and the date and the hour will not be known. Can you give me Matthew 24:32? It says, but from the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know, summer is near. Even though you do not know the day and the hour, you know the season. It will be at this season that Jesus is going to come. It will be around this time that God is going to show up. His bridegroom is going to show up. Be prepared for that. Be prepared for that. Verse 7. It says, Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are, for our lamps are going out. Here's the thing. All of them had lamps. We know that. I'm sure these, some of, I mean, when they came in the morning, they did not light their lamps, right? Then, when in the midnight, this cry went out that the bridegroom is here, they got up and they started lighting their lamps. So they trimmed their wicks and they started lighting the lamp, okay? 
at one shot what happened all five of them at the same time their flames started flickering and the light started to go out at the same time it's not it's not like you know um, probably one of them did not have oil or probably uh, he, you know the other one took some oil and it was not like that all five of them had a problem it was that the lights were going out they came in the confidence that if it's a lamp and if there is some oil in it this flame will burn i will i'll do my duty i'll carry the lamp and i will light the lamp okay now what did we say this lamp was all about salvation the lamp is the salvation but the oil the oil is what you are going to be doing to keep this salvation alive because later when you hear the bridesmaids retorting back to the foolish ones they say go buy your own oil you know the thing the lamp is given to you the oil is the lamp is given to you free of cost the oil is not given to you free of cost the oil you need to buy sweet worthy the oil you need to buy you don't have to work to your salvation but you have to work through your salvation you don't have to work toward your salvation how many of you got that how many of you got that your salvation does not come to you through your works but what you do with that salvation matters a lot you don't work toward your salvation but you work throughout your salvation yeah come on guys i thought you will be more excited you give god a god a good praise lord because you know what this salvation did not come free of cost someone had to pay a price nothing on this earth is free nothing nothing ever is free but it can be given to you free if someone else pays the price for it the lamp is given to you free but what you do with that lamp what you do to take care of that lamp to keep it burning what you do you need to buy oil you need to buy oil go to philippians chapter 2 verse 12 it says therefore my beloved as you've always obeyed not only in my presence but more in my absence work out your own salvation through fear and trembling let me read the other version it's it's the, this is the nlt version okay it says work hard to show the results of your salvation you need to work hard to show that this salvation that you've received has done done something in your life this lamp you can probably hide it in a corner and live in darkness all your life claiming the fact that you know what i own a lamp and it's not going to do anything to you you need to take this lamp out you know and and clean the wick and put some oil that you bought with your own effort and keep this lamp burning keep the lamp burning 
James chapter 2 verse 17 it says but faith by itself if it does not have works is dead your faith if you don't know how to put this faith into practice without any works is as good as dead is as good as dead okay moving to verse 9 it says but the wise answered saying since there will not be enough for us and for you go rather to the dealers and buy for yourself now you should see the fact that the wise women or the wise bridesmaid they are not being unjust what if you give little oil into other lamp it will burn yeah logic right but no it says there will not be enough for us the lamp is given with a purpose and the purpose is to keep it burning keep the lamp burning and if you think that you're taking a little oil and giving it to others or, or to this foolish bridesmaid is going to help the both of you that's not going to work out you know why because neither is her lamp going to work nor is your lamp going to give out its full and best light whenever you've seen the word wise in fact in the previous chapter god talks jesus talks about a wise servant who is prepared for his master's arrival but the master tarries it says if if the servant is wise he will still keep the house in order because he is a wise and faithful servant your wisdom does nothing to you if it is not um, added with faithfulness you cannot be wise if you're not faithful you are a wise and faithful servant if you if the masters coming delays but you still keep the house in order it is only a foolish servant who sees that the master has gone for a long time and, and he doesn't seem to be coming anytime soon that he starts beating up his fellow servants and he starts getting drunk and he start, this, this is this is the parable that is mentioned in in the previous chapter okay so i'm i'm not picking up any case here i'm just saying that this is what is written this foolish servant he just messes it up big time it's only the wise and faithful servant who even in his waiting time has not given up on preparation of his master's arrival it was because these five wise women were also faithful to the cause of keeping the lamp burning that they said but i'm helpless in this i'm helpless i cannot give you oil it's because if in case my light burns out i will lose the purpose of holding this lamp so therefore go buy your own oil the other thing you need to notice is that you cannot piggyback onto someone else's um, faith or revelation I, i'll just show you a few places where where jesus is talking about buying okay if you look at revelation chapter 3 verses 18 it says i counsel you to buy from me 
gold refined by fire so that you may be rich white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and self to anoint your eyes so that you may see by this directly from god blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and jesus in, in these verses he's talking about if you think you are rich you're wrong you are poor if you think you're rich you're wrong you are poor but come to me buy gold from me so that you will be rich not worthless gold that the world can give you but gold that is refined by fire a gold that is transparent you know the in in heaven the pavements are made of gold the roads are made of gold and they are transparent it is purest of the pure it is refined by fire and that kind of gold is going to make you rich white garments so that you can cover your nakedness when man sinned in the garden of eden he lost something he lost the fact he he lost his his identity in jesus and he started hiding himself under pointless worthless things and god is saying i will give you white garments to cover your shame you don't have to go the extra mile but come to me you do it by your own strength you might just get some fig leaves one breeze and it will all blow away but come to me i'll give you something much much more extraordinary white garments to cover you and i will give you salve i'll give you ointment to clear your vision i'll give you salve the i is the lamp to your body and you need to to you know take these dirt out of your eyes to be able to see clearly and god is saying come to me i will give you a kind of ointment with which you will be able to see much much more than what you can see with your natural eyes buy these things from me buy your revelation by your devotion by your intimacy from god by your adoration from god by your praise by your prayer from god your prayer timing from god nobody else can help you in that you cannot piggyback on anybody else's revelations you cannot piggyback on anybody else's worship times those are intimate moments to the point that if you buy intimacy from someone else other than your lawfully wedded husband or wife it is called prostitution and god detests prostitution yeah so these these faithful and wise servants they had lamp and they had oil and they could not part with that oil for a simple reason that they had to be faithful to the work or the salvation 
and the, and the assignment of keeping this lamp burning. And the foolish were asked to go buy their oil. They were asked to go buy their works so that they can do something on their own. They cannot, you know, you know, if you don't do something, you cannot go to heaven because of a pass that the pastor gives you saying, yeah, you were a faithful member of the church. You tithed regularly. You used to come to church on time. You were, you know, you were part of the workforce team. None of this is going to give you a pass into heaven. You got baptized. That is not a pass to heaven. What you did with that baptism, what you did with those, uh, you know, the, you, you sat in prayer, you prayed one day, nothing changed. That is not a pass to take you to heaven. Did you form a relationship with this Jesus who gave you, who opened the door, who flung the doors of heaven wide open with the gift of salvation? Did you do anything with that? That is the question. Moving on to, to verses 10, 11 and 12. It goes to say that while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. That's such a sad place to be in. Because these bridesmaids were part of the wedding. These bridesmaids or these virgins were part of the wedding. They were invited. They were invited. But for this man to turn around and say, I'm sorry, I do not know you, is an extremely sad place to be in. You know why? Because though these women had lamps, they did not have lit lamps. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that when they went out to buy, after the bridegroom came, they actually got oil. Or that they actually came back with lit, oil, lit lamps. Even if they got their lamps lighted with the oil that they could buy at the last hour, the door was shut. It was too late. It was too late to do anything. And the bridegroom says, I do not know you. I do not know you. There's a story which, which Jesus says about separating the sheep from the goat. Where he tells this one category that you, when you saw me hungry, you gave me food to eat. When you saw me thirsty, you gave me a drink. When you saw me naked, you covered me. So enter into the feast, enter into the celebration. And, and the people are like confused. When did we see you naked? But Jesus said, when you do this to the least among us, you do it unto me. And to the other category, he said, away from me. 
because when i was hungry you did not feed me when i was thirsty you did not you did not uh, give me a drink when i was naked you did not clothe me you did not welcome me into your house and the people are confused again and they say what we i don't know when that happened and he says the same thing whatever you do to the least among us you do it unto me whatever you do to the least of your brothers that you do unto me if you do not carry the lamp that is lit that is the identification mark to the bridal party there is no way there is no way that you can enter the marriage celebration in our preparation to to meet the bridegroom when he comes let us strive to live in all holiness and in all purity remember the fact that you can not work to your salvation but you have to work through your salvation you cannot work toward your salvation but you have to work throughout your salvation can we just can we just rise up to our feet and and read the last few verses second timothy chapter 1 verse 6 can you read it out loud fan into flame the gift of god the gift of god is the salvation and that is your lamp second peter chapter 3 verse 11 what does it say that is your oil live lives of holiness and godliness renew your mind renew your mind not by the things of this earth but by holding on to the word of god that is alive and active renew your mind it is so easy for us to give in to the thought processes of this world the lies that this, the 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 lord of this earth feeds into your head it is so easy to do that but but jesus says do not do not live lives that are ungodly or unpure live lives of holiness and godliness and the last verse that i want you to take back it says do not let your love grow cold matthew chapter 24 verse 12 can you read that out loud do not let your love grow cold can you close your eyes lift up your hands and tell jesus lord i do not want this love to grow cold we hope you were refreshed and strengthened by the word of god if you want to know more about god or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share do connect with us at dreamingrevival.com be our guest for one of our services here at bangalore revival center on saturdays at 7 pm or sundays at 11 am